Let's begin. Psalms 18. I love you, O Lord. You're my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. You're my shield and the horn of my salvation and my stronghold. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The cords of death encompass me. The torrents of chaos have overwhelmed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. But in my distress, I called upon the Lord and I cried to my God for help. And from his temple, he heard my voice. And my cry for his help has reached his ears. Then the earth shook and quaked. The foundations of the mountains trembled. They were shaken because he burned with anger and smoke rose from his nostrils and consuming fire came from his mouth. Glowing coals blazed forth. He parted the heavens and came down. He came down with dark clouds beneath his feet. He mounted a cherub and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his hiding place and storm clouds a canopy around him. From the brightness of his presence, his clouds advanced at hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. And hailstones and coals of fire, he shot. His arrows scattered the foes. He hurled lightning and routed them. The channels of the sea appeared and the foundations of the world were exposed. Your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast your breath of your nostrils he reached down from on high and took hold of me he drew me up out of the deep waters you rescue us Lord from our powerful enemy from foes that are too mighty for us you confronted us in the day of our calamity but the Lord is our support brought me out into the open. He rescued me. Because we say, Lord, you delight in us. You delight in us, Lord. You rewarded us, Lord, with your own righteousness. You repaid me according to the cleanness of my hands. I keep the ways of the Lord. not departed and wickedly departed from you, Lord. For all your ordinances are before me and have not disregarded your statutes. I have been blameless before you and kept myself from iniquity. Lord, repay according to your righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in your sight. 
to the faithful. You show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. To the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. save and afflicted people and you humble those with haughty eyes for you O oh Lord light my lamp light my lamp Lord for the God light up the darkness you I can charge an army and with my God I can scale a wall as for you Lord your ways are perfect the word of the Lord is flawless you're our shield when we take refuge in you who is beside the Lord the rock except our God it is you God who arms me with strength and makes my way clear you make our feet like those of the deer and stations me upon the heights he trains my hands for battle my arms bend a bow of bronze you've given me your shield of salvation your right hand upholds me your gentleness exalts me in the path beneath me so that my ankles do not give way. I pursue my enemy and overtake them. I did not turn back until they were consumed. I crushed them so that they cannot rise. They've fallen under my feet. You arm me with strength for battle. You've subdued my foes beneath me. You made my enemies retreat before me. I put it in to all those who hate me we cry for help they cry for help but there's no one to save them for the Lord did not answer them I crowned them in the dust in the face of the wind and I trampled them like mud in the street you delivered me from the strife of the people and you made me the head of a nation a people I have not known shall serve me when they hear me, they'll obey me, and foreigners will cower before me. Foreigners lose heart, come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives. The Lord lives. Blessed be the rock of God. You're the God of my salvation. And we exalt you, Lord. the violent men. Therefore, I'll praise you, O Lord, 
bless your name, Lord. We exalt your name, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy to be praised. Glory are you, Lord. Worthy, worthy, worthy are you, Lord.
like a mighty warrior is our God like a mighty warrior is our God his voice is like the thunder it's rolling through the land he is the lion of Judah he's breaking off all the fear of man so he rejoices he rejoices over us oh and he rejoices he Asking you, God, come offend me, help me believe. What a great warrior, what a great warrior, covered in blood. What a gentle lamb, covered in grace. Oh, what a king, oh, born in a stable. Hilalande, Help me believe, help me believe, help me believe, help me believe, oh God. You're the God of the mountains, the God of the valleys. You're the God of heaven, the God of hell. Help me believe, help me believe, help me believe. Come up in my who you are, not as how I want you to be. You are Jehovah King, oh, you are Jehovah King, oh, you are King of the angel armies, commander in chief, and all the winds, all the winds, all the winds obey your voice, and all the trees shatter at the sound of your name. King, you are king, mighty warrior. You are king, you are king. He is a mighty warrior. He is a mighty warrior. He is a mighty warrior. Oh, he's a mighty warrior. Gentle as a dove. But dangerous as a serpent, oh, lion of Judah, lion of Judah, lion of Judah, bear your teeth, oh, lion of Judah, bear your teeth, lion of Judah, lion of Judah, bear your teeth, bear your teeth. Lion of Judah, Lion of Judah. 
heavens and the earth shake and my heart can finally come undone oh lamb of god That's what it means. That's what that word rejoice means in the Bible. He spins violently. Oh, he dances violently. Oh, he spins violently. He rejoices over us. He rejoices over us. Oh, he rejoices over us. It's our greatest weapon, the delight of the Lord. Joy is over us. 
Meditations of my heart rise like Deuteronomy thirty two. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching fall like rain, my speech settle like dew, like gentle rain on a new grass, like showers on tender plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. I ascribe greatness to our God. You are our rock. 
your works are perfect and all your ways are just you're a God of faithfulness without injustice you're righteous and you're upright we say these things about you Lord greatness to you, Lord. Everything you do is perfect. Every way that you move is just. You're the faithful God. It's who you are. You're never unjust. Righteous, Lord, and upright. platform of life. You're the rock of our salvation. You're my rock. You're my fortress. You're my strong tower. In you I put all my hope. I place all my trust in you, Lord. Even if the world was to fall off its axis, Lord. Your very person is our right. Oh, we ascribe strength to you. Majestic are you, Lord, and great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. Great are you, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. You're famous, Lord.
listen to this. T. Austin Sparks wrote this. I do not think we have really grasped what the New Testament has to say about the world. The world, it is an enemy of God. It is an enemy of all that is of God. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And the great cry from the heart of the Lord Jesus, the prayer just before the cross is, they are not of the world. Even as I am not of the world, I pray, not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. Don't take them out of the geographical sphere that is called the world, but that thou should keep them from the evil, the one who rules in it. No, a lot of this is not registered, he says, upon the church. The world spirit. I think you must know something of what I mean, he says. You see, in the Old Testament, it was these world interests and world forces, the world. They were all the time against Zion. And if you were to ask them why, and if they were to sit down and think hard, why is it? Who are they? What are they? And why don't we like them? They would have difficulty answering their own question. But there is something sinister behind it all. Those sinister intelligences know something. And what do they know? They know what the elect is called for. And in the long run, the enemy knows. Oh, I love this that the elect are going to be his very undoing. He is going to lose the world power. His world title as prince of this world, he's going to lose it all to this one in Zion and through the corporate expression of his sovereignty and of his lordship. That Zion is where you're come to right now. He knows that. And if you're related to it, I'm going to comfort you by telling you, you're a marked man and a marked woman. Do not succumb to the cause and say, says it is my landlord and this and that and something else all that may be the vehicle or the medium but there's something much more sinister than that behind it all listen your wrestling is not with flesh and blood it's not with your landlords it's not with our houses it's not even with anything else what is the ultimate issue? It's not with committees and organizations. No, there's something else behind this. It's the world spirit. It's the world spirit. Listen, when we stand in this ground this morning and we proclaim the glory of the risen Savior, <laughs> and we magnify the Lord. 
sovereign, Lord. You're Jesus Christ. We magnify him in Zion. And out of Zion will go forth real deliverance. Yeah, the world system may have come against the elect. But let me tell you the truth.
inside. Isaiah 41.10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. And I will strengthen you, yes, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This mighty king rejoices, our brother rejoices over us. Oh, this mighty lion, this gentle lamb rejoices over us. Lift up your eyes, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes, lift up your eyes, lift up your eyes. Na-da-da, 
putting a room into a position okay uh henry if you if you move next to your wife wendy and hold hands i just want to honor the holy spirit do this for me if you'd reach out towards the tides with your hands we're gonna pray for uh, we're gonna pray for Rory this is their oldest son light 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 shining out of the darkness Jesus just pray Pray for their son with me. Lord, we thank you for the great breakthrough over Rory's life. We thank you, Jesus, for who he is and what he's called into. I pray that you would awaken him. You've already struck him with lightning, God, of your presence. I pray he would wake up to his calling. Cause him to awake, Lord to wake up, Lord. Yes, give us Rory. Church, pray. Believe with me. Kiss your own child. Of your glory. 
proclaims your glory, Lord. To his generation, Lord, without compromise. Wake him up, Lord. Wake up a generation, Lord. Impossible for the Lord. 
what appears to be impossible with man is possible with God.
Janie, will you, will you just come and uh, sing that song for us that God put in your heart? Janie, will you come sing that song? Yeah, just sing it for us. Come on. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
God of the mountains. God cosmologically. God of the heavens. God of the earth. God in your valley. God in your home. God in the middle of your family. God of heaven and earth. God in your closet. God in your cave. God in your cathedral. God in your castle. God in your spaceship. God uncreated. God that bridges the gap. God ever present in our time of need. God the great helper, God the comforter. My God. <laughs> Very personal. Elohim. Adam. El Shaddai. beyond our paradigm right now but still present God condescending God incarnate revelation God of God God give us a revelation give us a revelation of you incarnate Christ Christ in you the hope of glory in me. thanks for the history we've walked in with you but we're also well aware here in this present moment of what may be already but what is not yet open our eyes 
to see you and behold you. Good morning. <laughs> oh, I really, um, really want to jump into the text this morning because I have so much from the Lord, and and I have permission this week to express Him without falling down from last week. Uh, and not being able to fully understand what was going on. But what I want to do is I want to take an offering, and we're going to move right into the text this morning. Lord, we thank you for your blessing of finance and your blessing over this house. I pray right now, Lord, give us faith to see what you see in the realm of that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that love. Oh, precious love. No matter what the expression of the prophetic, Lord, no matter what the expression is of laying down one's life, no matter what expression there is to speak the tongue of men and of angels, no matter what the expression is if we were to move mountains by faith, Lord, Let love, let love take over our pursuit. Let that fire, that fire burn hot within all of us. Let the fire of love motivate us. Let your living flame of love burn hot within us. And let everything flow from that. Bless you as you give.
I want you to attempt to take a few notes with me. If you take notes, I'm going to ask you to take some notes because I need you to write down these scriptural references. And um, if, if you, hopefully if you have a pen or if you have a phone or something like that, I, I really like you to take down these notes. <clears throat> that case, that in, in case if I lose it up here, you'll have the notes. <laughs> Yes, rope around the ankle. <laughs> Numbers twenty four seventeen. Psalms one thirty two five. Ephesians 4, 13. <clears throat> Second Peter chapter 1, verse 19. Revelation 22. And in 22, that'll be... One through five. <clears throat> Last week I got woke up by the Lord early in the morning, um, and many of these passages were just going through my spirit, and they were just moving all you know moving all around and i was trying to capture them and and then i have other thoughts that were going on I, and i said to the lord i said i am overwhelmed um intellectually overwhelmed and a lot of times for me like and many of you that know me you know like i'm into categorization of phenomenological abstractions now, I don't know if that means anything to you, but phenomenology, phenomenology is a branch of science that has to do with bracketing experiences related to the subconscious into a format and bringing that unconscious experience into the natural order of things. Does that make sense? No. Ontology is the branch of science that has to do with being. Like a sense of... Like when you know who you are and your this who issue is dealt with, but phenomenology looks outside of being and finds the connections. Anybody ever seen numbers a lot or you'll see particular words and they'll start to match up in your life and then you're trying to make a connection or maybe you see a film or you, you see other things and you start to recognize that maybe there's a connection between these things. <clears throat> let, me, let me just start and do the best I can for you today and lay a little bit of foundation of what I mean by what I'm saying and then we'll, we'll attempt to be able to go into this text with you. Um, faith 
is the substance of things hoped for. Another way to say that is faith is the title deed hoped for. Why, why, why title deed? Why substance? There's a lot of people have felt like that God is not into the material realm. They're anti-materialist. Do you know what I mean? That to be godly, you somehow have to be in all abstractions, or to be godly, it's all about like the interior aspect. But that yet, there's nothing that relates to the material life. But when, when the writer of Hebrews wrote about faith, he said, faith is the substance of things hoped for, or properly translate the title deed hoped for. Where, where do you get title deeds from? Where do we get title deeds? Anybody? Uh, the courthouse? The title deed is a very natural thing. It relates to the natural mode of life. But, but you, you can't miss the substance without going on to the next part. And he says, faith is the title deed hoped for. The better translation is, it's the objective proof of an unseen reality. So when I, when I speak to you concerning phenomenology, abstract experiences that are connected, yes, based in Scripture, when I, when I speak of, I use the technical word phenomenology, I'm saying that there's abstraction related to the heavens, and that heaven is objective, it's not subjective. Heaven actually is more real than um, maybe what you see with your own eyes right now. Um, and besides heaven, God is more real. And, it, you know, um, this is really important that we get this because um, as we delve into this this morning, I, I want to give you like a, a way to live your life every day that r relates to heaven and brings heaven to earth. I, I think that a lot of Christianity has either done one of two things. A lot of Christianity has been very earthly and focused in the material realm and stays there with no focus on that which is from the heavenly realm. The forms of Christianity, let's say. And then there's other forms of Christianity that have got so focused on the, <clears throat> the heavenly realm but there's no function into the natural order of life, the earthly realm. And when, when, God made, when God made us, he made us in such a way that heaven would come to earth. Okay? And um, I was reading that out of Deuteronomy 32 to you this morning. That he's, he's God of the heavens and he's God in the earth, right? And we're saying that because this is really in... Important, especially in this series that we're going through called Starlink, that, that this understanding gets deeply immersed into the way that we live our life in the earth right now as God's people. Let me say it another way. Some people within the realm of the church are very focused on, let me give you a technical word, soteriology. What is soteriology? It is the theological doctrine of salvation, healing, and deliverance. You know, the salvific work of God within the human heart, the, 
the healing work of God, you know, the inner healing movement, the healing movement, the prayer movement, um, and the deliverance movements, very focused in a um, soteriological understanding. Um, Nicodemus was in John chapter 3. He didn't fully understand the earthly dimension, but, but the Lord, remember, he meets with Nicodemus and he says to him, he says, um, you must be born again. And he said, man, I don't understand you. Can, I, can you like enter your mother's womb twice? He doesn't understand the Lord. Nicodemus, he said, you're a great teacher of the law and you don't even understand this. He says, if I can't tell you of earthly things, how will I ever tell you, right, of what? Heavenly. So when you hear a preacher like me that begins to talk to you about cosmology, so what is that guy talking about? Because a lot of the church is related to ontology, the science of being, soteriology. We're related to hear me, myself, and I, and what I get, and my stuff. But let me tell you this, and I, the Lord's really impressed this upon my heart, and I had an experience with him last week, uh, and I want to share a little bit about what happened, but the Lord is the God of the, of the material of the heavens, but also... Um, The cosmological aspect in the heavens. He's God in the heavens. Um, and so he's not just interested in soteriology, he also has an interest in cosmology. Last week, last week uh, when all my circuits started to get overloaded, is what happened. And we, we were up here worshiping in the, I run a risk saying some things I say, but I run a risk on pretty much my whole life. I live on risk, so, so I'll just say it. But over here at this right window, not too far off of Gus Vickery's head, this grayish light being comes up against that window Sunday and I catch him and he says I'm the ghost I am the apparition and I said he says do not grieve me and I'm like no Lord not me I, you know I'm the guy I'm not going to grieve you Lord but the Lord wouldn't tell give me a direct command if there wasn't a reason why because I'm military trained and Carol Moffat senior trained. And I'll tell you, under my training, this is my training. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's my training. And some of that training has worked out for me with the Lord because some things I just need a direct command on. Otherwise, if it was too sensitive, and I might just blow him off. But he tells me, do not grieve me. And I said, no, Lord, let me not grieve you. Let me not be the one to grieve you. And I knew in a moment that the Lord, <clears throat> I don't understand him why he condescends to man and asks them for permission. 
I don't understand this. This breaks my heart. I mean, this brought me to tears. I do not understand why God would say the God. But you know any other God would not do that. But the God, the God, would say, I'd like to have permission to enter. You know, Revelation 3.20, right? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. So I'm not anti-biblical here, am I? The condescension of God to man. We know Philippians 2, and he didn't count a robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation, came in the form and likeness, came into likeness and the image, the form and likeness of God. God came down into a man, incarnated himself into a human being. Cosmology came into soteriology. The objective proof of an unseen reality came into a title deed hoped for. God became man. And I, I share this with you because I'm, I'm, alert, I'm learning. I'm a, is this a seeker sensitive church? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm a seeker. I'm, I'm, you are too. That's why you're here. We're seeking for him. We're seeking for God, man. We want him. And he wants us. Now, I didn't understand this exchange, the apparition, the, go- the ghost. He didn't call himself a ghost or a apparition. He said, I am thee. And we know he's holy. Soon as I say, no, Lord, I'll not grieve you. I don't see him anymore. Now, how could you see him? Well, I asked the Lord, how could I see him? He said, all the suffering. All the suffering. I said, what do you mean, Lord? He says, well, every time you move that barrier across, Brad calls it the fake trust barrier. Every time you breach that barrier, you become more like me. And every time you become more like me, the dullness of your understanding gets pulled out. And I give you my divine nature to begin to perceive me because I'm light, not primarily sound. James 1, right? God said, he's light and in him is no variable or shadow of turning, right? Solomon will speak of him. We, we were in Psalms 18 this morning, coming down on the clouds of darkness, uh, a beam of light. It's, it's possible within your perceptibility, the more you go on with the Lord, to perceive light. And I don't mean the light of the sun and the moon. We're going to get into that this morning, but I mean the light of the glory in the face of Jesus Christ. So that we begin to behold him. Wendy almost drops out of her seat, right? And the Lord says, behold me. I'm up here, I fall down. The Lord says, behold me. Behold me, look on me. He moves across. I think he just sweeps right past me. And I I felt like I was um, Stretch Armstrong. I don't even know who that is. But it felt like I went into a rubberized version. It was like, phew. And then I knew why people grieved the Lord. Because <laughs> that does not feel good. The only other way I know how to say it, because I had one volume when I was in my 20s, because I threw my back out playing soccer over in Doha, Qatar, Saudi Arabia. And they gave me one volume because my back, I couldn't even walk. I was pulling myself across the floor instead of my back. I threw my back out and they gave me a volume. And I, took, I never took one again, because I hated that feeling. Now, some people like that feeling. <laughs> But I do not like that feeling. I like everything to be 
structured in order and in place on time. And I was like, oh man, no wonder we grieve you. <laughs> and then it's just like his being sweeps through and Janie helped us with the Thursday morning prayer meeting, but it's like he was like light and dust. And I, I and I'm trying to give attributes to God improperly. Okay, please forgive me. But it, I, I can't describe. It, he's moving like the wind. And you, these guys that give all these rules for movements, that is highly restrictive, just let me tell you. And there's some amazing movement leaders but they'll give like 15 rules for a movement to happen. I'm like, this Holy Ghost, you will not, no one, no one, let me say this, no one, no one can navigate the movement of God, uncreated God deciding to do what he wants to do, except to say, Lord, have your way. You can't, the moment you went to grasp him and build a, a conception of him will be the moment he's out and he's somewhere else. He's like, and he's moving, his whole being is moving. He's, and, I, and I say this respectfully, but I went to a movement leader this week, John Wimber. And I go to like, I'm going to listen to Wimber because Wimber had the vineyard movement. It's a major move of God for healing major movement leader. I go to watch his video. Holy Spirit said, do not listen to him. And I said, Lord, he's like one of the primo, primo guys. He's like, yeah, in the eighties. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've moved on. I was like, but what about the structure of his concepts? No. I mean, it was like, no, do not look at that. I was like, but you let me look at C.S. Lewis. He said, that's fine. Don't look at Wimber. I was like, okay, I don't understand. But don't look at him. Don't think about him. Don't even consider his concepts. I was like, man, Wimber's like, I mean, power healing, power movements. And the words, Henry Todd says this, we've not been this way heretofore. What we're pioneering into with the, with the Lord has not happened. What we're all about. It just hasn't happened in the earth yet. And I want to say this. I respect the fathers of the faith who have laid the, their ceiling, though, has to become our floor. And I pray that our ceiling will become the next generation's floor. But now let us not kid ourselves. Holy Spirit, you cannot control him. But you can submit yourself to him. You can't manipulate the Holy Spirit, but you can posture your heart to receive him. And we, we have some things happen, and I'm not going to call out everybody's name, but the Lord says, set this, set this, do this. And then I got up, and I was like, okay, I'm ready. You know, Dad calls it, put the plow down. <laughs> so I'm ready to preach. And all of a sudden, poof, and the light shines out of a double black veil. And the Lord's like, you're looking at the cleft of Moses and the cloak of Elijah. But what you see, it was the thinnest crack of light. And everything inside of me got completely overwhelmed. 
And I think that I, and I don't know it for sure, but I think I began to behold the light that comes from the very Son of God. And I'll tell you, that light, it is not the sun nor the moon. I didn't know what I was saying, so Steve brings this up, Steve Sr., and I want to go to the text here, and then I want to start to unpack something for us this morning. Revelation 22. That morning, too, that morning, the, the company Virgin Galactic took off a, a spaceship thing that they're doing for commercial space flight, and it's called Unity 22. And I just thought it was so, like, hilarious. And I sent it to some of you, you know, they're, they're out doing this, and, and even, even other people are speaking of this great work that God is unfolding in the earth. He's, he's bringing the, the, these 22, in Revelation 22, together. Then angels showed me a river of water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the main street of the city. On either side of the river stood a tree of life, bearing 12 kinds of fruit and yielding a fresh crop for each month. The farmers are going to love this. I mean, this is like perpetual blessing. Every month you get a new crop. The plowman overtakes the reaper, Amos 9. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be within the city. And his servants will worship him. They will see his face. I did not see his face. I have before. But I didn't see his face like this. All I saw was light. And his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night in the city. And there will be no more need for the lamp of the light of a lamp, a light of a lamp. I mean, my mind is into Rockefeller and oil and <laughs> I, I got it. It's going everywhere. No more need for oil like that. This is a prophetic word. This is happening globally right now. You know, how the oil giants and all. Anyways, anyways, there'll be no more need. Hey, check this out. Or of the sun. For the Lord will shine on them. And they will reign forever and ever. All right, Lord, 
Let's look at, let's just look at one other section here. Um, let's look at, I'm just going to go backwards. I started with you at the front and then we'll back up through. But let's go to Second Peter uh, chapter number one and then towards the end. Verse 16, for we did not follow cleverly devised fables when we made known to you the power and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. What? Matthew chapter 17, right? They beheld him and glorified. This is what he's referencing here in 2 Peter 1, Matthew 17. And they beheld Elijah and they beheld Moses. Peter's like, he's just like, I'm like, that guy that everybody like talks about about Peter, you know, because he's like, let's build a, let's build some structures here. I'm like, I'm like, Lord, forgive me. Like, I'm exactly like that guy. I'm like, let's frame all the reference points and uh, we'll build a superstructure. I mean, we will build a structure, Lord. <laughs> build that, you know. <laughs> build that he's like you know that was i'm like oh i'm going down you know there is no the constructor can't construct starlink has happened <laughs> ah! i can't think straight boom everybody's down on their face peter james and john out flat man we could do something with this material we can build something. I mean, I'm like, oh, this isn't just, forgive all this. This is not metropolis. This isn't megapolis. This is metapolis. I mean, this is, this is, this is technology that no one's even entered into yet. I mean, hardly anybody knows this tech. This is, this is the internal God, man, on the inside of the living soul, explosive power, a whole city, a whole nation inside of a human. This is amazing. This is revolutionary. This is my beloved son. Hear ye him. <laughs> Behold him. Look at him. Feast your eyes on him. We became eyewitnesses of a glory and a majesty that was so beyond superstructure, any structure. He's God, man. I mean, it's... He received the honor and the glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased and we ourselves heard this voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. You know, a few weeks ago I, I said something interesting. I said, it's the age of the postmaster builder. And I thought this is going to offend so many people because I, I, I said this and I'm going to say it again. It's not to diminish the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. But hey, guys, hey, let's just get real. There's something beyond that. Those are gifts given to the body of Christ, yes. But there's, there's this very Son of God that we would come to the full stature and glory of Him until, it says, until the unity of faith would come, until, until He would be presented 
Let us not get caught up into the five ministry offices. It's the age of the postmaster builder. It's the age of the blank slate builder. That's, that's just a little takeoff from Lego Movie 1. <laughs> How did they know? Anyways, watch it. It's the age of Emmett. <laughs> it's the age of, I don't know. I don't do anything unless the Father is doing I do nothing except what he reveals to me. I, that's the new age that we're in. I'm not anti-model, you know, like I would, I'm like a modeling, like that's my thing, right? That's what phenomenology is about. I'm really pro-Jesus, though. And if I can't track a model, then I'll take him. You see, Paul, to have the mediation of God's very own brightness begin to observe into your very consciousness himself, himself, himself. This glory, it builds inside of it the flame of human fire. It burns hot in the human soul. Why would we want something else? Why would we want some kind of technique or program or position or uh, problem, actually? Why would we want some kind of movement-oriented 15 lessons to get a movement going? I don't want any of it. I just want him. And this generation, you know, and in your heart is marked by this. You're marked by longing for him. And let not the leadership of the church get in the way. You know, my, you know. I have some leadership in the end time ministry. Yes, I know. But if there, you know, when I got my commission last year from the Lord, it took 17 years to get a commission. Do you know what the qualification was? It's in Isaiah chapter number 42. He says, my servant is blind and deaf. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Lord. He's like, uh, you're actually qualified now because you actually agree with that. And I said, oh, that's how that works. I know nothing. It's so funny because Leander, he's in the back of our vehicle sometimes, and, he, and Sadie will say, you don't know anything. And he says, I know everything. And she said, no, you don't. You don't know anything. Smack. One of them smacks the other one. The other one smacks the other one. I was like, that's like the church right there. And I told Leander, I told him, I said, son, just admit that you don't. He said, oh, I'm holding on for dear life. That's like, you'll be free when you just let go. And Sadie, who God put in your life, will leave you alone. <laughs> because all you'll transmit is love. <laughs> and that's all she wants. She just wants to be loved. That's my Sadie. Just love me and I'll just do anything for you. And I was like, I'm like having a little living allegory right in the back seat of uh, my very own problem. There's Kara and I in the front. I know something. No, you don't know anything. <laughs> I was like... All she wants to do is be loved. I'm like, oh, it's the little mini-me that's in the back seat. I mean, if Jesus, God, man, says, I don't do anything without him. I do nothing else but what I see him doing. I mean, my goodness, what are we doing? I mean, isn't the master greater than his servants? See, it's a whole posture of dependence. It's not of this world to live like this. You can't be in the world and live like this. You... You're, you're slow have to be weaned off of the world to live like in full dependence on God, man. Is the Lord going to take care of you in the material realm? Yes, that's a part of my point this morning. He's, a, he's the substance. Paul talks about this in Colossians, the shadow dimension and the substance dimension. The very substance belongs to the Lord. We, we've a... Uh, 
we've also heard the word of the prophets has confirmed beyond doubt. You know, because the prophets and Moses are all saying this leading up into history. And we're, we've studied the text because these guys, they stayed in the word of God night and day. You know, like a good elder should. And they're absorbed into the text. And they're saying, we, man, we've studied the prophetics. We've, I mean, we've been to all the schools and everything. And man, we're sure of this. And hey, you would do well too if you pay attention to what I'm saying right now. <laughs> Some people don't like that when someone says, pay attention. I'm talking to you. Be quiet for a minute. Uh, sometimes I have six kids. We struggle with that. Pay attention. Daddy's talking. Listen up. Stop talking while daddy's talking. Stop talking while your mama's talking. Listen. Listen. What is he saying? You do well to pay attention to what? A lamp is shining in a dark place. <laughs> Another translation says a murky place. Until. Oh, man. Folks, I got to tell you, out of confidence from the Holy Spirit, this until is upon us. I have a clear word from the Lord. And I don't care how big the audience is. I don't care. I clearly know him. And I'm known by him. I'm telling you, from the Lord, the until is upon us. It is a new age. It's the dawning of a new day. It's the glory of the very Son of God beginning to manifest himself into the hearts of his sons and daughters. You've not seen a day like this yet. You've, yeah, revivals, yeah, awakenings. This is different. The until is upon us. The day is dawning. This morning at 4.30, I'm under full demonic assault for two hours this morning. It's driving me crazy. It's war. War. I wake up and I'm thinking of this passage out of Psalms 88, 18. Darkness has become my only friend. It's the most darkest psalm in the Psalter. There's no good conclusion out of Psalms 88. It was written, I believe, by Ethan the Ezraite, uh, Heman the Ezraite. It says about King Solomon that his wisdom excelled that of Heman the Ezraite. The Lord told me a couple years ago, unless I deal with you in darkness, you, you have to pass through darkness. Some of us, we don't understand this, but they had to pass through darkness to come to light. Moses said it like this. He said, um, I'm going into the darkness where God is. I'm going to run into the darkness until I see the light. Elijah put the cloak over his face. That was the darkness of image. Moses said, show me, your, show me your likeness. He wanted to see him. He said, I'll show you my hinder parts while I pass by you. He says, I want to behold the very, very living God. Listen, there's been a murkiness like on the earth. Yes, yes, is there a darkness trying to take over the earth? Yes, are demonic strongholds trying to come down and ravage people right now like never before? And will it grow darker? Yes. Yes, it will. The Bible says that before the Lord comes back. Yes, it will. But, but hear me out. In the middle of this murkiness, 
And it's no easy thing to climb up out of that sometimes. If you've ever been hit by demonic powers and they assault your brain and your mind and you're using every tactic you got for scriptural references or whatever to employ against it and there's a weakness in the human soul and you're like, employ, boom, this text, this text, this text, this text. I'm just learning, Kara says this too, Lord, I say, Jesus. I was like, I don't really, sometimes you don't know what to say, but I'd say, cry out to him. I did this morning, I was like, Jesus, I don't know what to do, it's overtaking me. And the Lord's, the Lord wakes me up, I fall back asleep, wakes me up, he said, is Psalms 88, 18 your condition? Or am I saying something else that's trying to drag you back? It's almost like something's like grasping to say, just let me get them. I didn't tell you this last Sunday. I literally was down and I don't know where it was. But all I know is it was like black and it had lava running through it. It was right at the beginning of our event. I'm standing there and he says, you know, I'm down here. I think it's Sheol. But he said, I'm here too. Psalms 139. I said, oh, I'll praise you down here too. You know, Because something it rises up until you says, man... Now, I'm not going to flip off anybody, but I mean, to the devil, you know, it's kind of like, watch this. Boom, I'm going to praise you. Take that. Boom. Take that, devil. Take that, all you fierceness of hell that tries to come against us. Take this. I'm going to worship him in the darkest place because you're there. And Stephen, he's over here and he's singing, rise. And I, before he says, I'm like spinning up out of that thing. I'm twirling and I'm like, see light and bust through the atmosphere. And I was like, whew. And I was, the whole room just starts to, whoom. I was like, <laughs> there you go again. And it's kind of like you start laughing at the enemy because you're just like, oh, you're going to try this again. Well, he tries all kinds of things. But listen, there's a, there's a lamp shining I don't like that song, man. I hear it from my childhood. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep it burning, burning, burning. Keep it burning. So I don't like it. I don't like the one, you know, under a bushel. No, I'll let it sound. I don't like that song either. Pretty much all childhood songs I don't like them that were in the church. I don't know why, but I have a really hard time with it. Y'all ever pray for me. Or don't. <laughs> but a lamp shining in a dark place. And the Lord said, what is the condition upon which I am telling you? I said that the day has dawned. Oh, man. Believe that. Don't go back to Psalms 88, 18. It's over. I was like, I told Kara, I was like, and the kids, I told Elizabeth, I said, I'm getting all white with a big sunshine on the chest. White shoes, white pants, and a white shirt. <laughs> I was like, the day has dawned. You're running into God. God man, glorified God man, looking at us. We leave that, and all this week, I, 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 got, I got to break this out for you, but. Now, if you take notes, take this with me, okay? I'm going to do something with you, and I need you to walk this out with me. A few months ago, the Lord said, I'm going to have a triple entendre here. 
And you got to understand, you, you, so many people are trapped up in the what of doing that is based in ritual. Okay, so what is based in ritual? These are the things that are actions that we do every day. And he said that's primarily a masculine function. He said, I want to back out of the what and I want you to go to the who, which is a fem- primary feminine function that is in, related to being. And that's where your morals come from. Any of you men that are married in here can attest to your wife helping to check your morals or your intentionality? I can. <laughs> I don't know if your intention was right on that. You know, oh, yeah, I want to repent now. I don't want to repent. <laughs> I thought I was okay. You know, I like kind of like what I'm doing. Well, your being's off. The who? And then the why? That's why we're in here. Why am I? Why am I? Do you know that that is related to the cosmic or cosmological reality I'm speaking to you about today? Cosmology. I think, and I may pronounce this wrong, there is a word, not the triple entendre, but there is a word in the Indian tongue, and I don't mean like American Indian, but I mean India, India. India. It's called the, the Rida, the Rida. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, that word, it wraps up the, it wraps up the why, the, the who and the what all into one word. It wraps up that which is cosmic, moral, and ritual into one word. You know, some people in other languages are able to say something with one word that might take us 50 words to say. You know, that's why languages are really important to understand. Now, the Lord shared with me that if my people can get beyond the what, the who, and the why in the sense of their identity, I am... I am the Lord, I am, will come in among you. And that I want you to worship me through the triple entendre. So that, that, that's what's happening here. And you'll hit, that's why it'll scatter so many people, because people don't like the feeling of why do I exist. Hardly anybody wants to deal with that. The only way you can deal with that is, to face your own mortal existence is really difficult and it's very dark to a lot of people. That's, it's very difficult to face that. It feels like death. And no one wants to come into a place where you feel that experience. It's hard. On the other side of that, I want you to be confident though in him that he'll meet you. Because he's beyond that because he's uncreated and we're created. And here's what happens. When you begin to move into I am or breach that veil, he imparts to you his divine nature. So what's not like him, you receive a literal upgrade. That's why he said my house should be called a house of prayer. Don't make it a den of thieves. Don't stop my people from, this is what David did. He threw the tent flaps up and said, come to the Ark of the Covenant come to the very God man he didn't want people to keep on toiling over what who's and why's he wanted them to come into a, a literal experience 
with the living God. But see, if it's not in the leadership, it'll stop. And and y'all have been in, you, you know, the leadership has to go on with the Lord. They have to go into the postmaster builder age, into the fullness of Jesus. You must go on. Or it'll just stop. And people say, well, we're going to deal with who's. And so many ministries deal with who's. It's like a whole ministry's on the who. And then when you get into the why ministries or the why of the philosophies, it just throws everybody, I mean, they're like, okay, Platonism, Aristotle, Socrates, I mean, you get into these complex philosophies, and I mean, it just, everybody's like, oh my goodness, I'm overwhelmed. I can't take that. My mind wasn't made for that, right? And the Lord's like, you know, stop doing all that and just open up a portal where I can come in. And the way I understand this is that I am will come in and bring a repair to your human soul. Impart into you his divine nature as you worship him. Just think of it like that. I wouldn't miss one of these events for nothing myself. I used to want to miss church all the time. <laughs> I wouldn't miss it for the world, personally, because I'm like, oh man. We're going to get another aspect of the glory of God. Eventually what's going to happen is out of the murky place a light shines and then the day dawns now. The morning star is going to rise. There's an explosion coming to the human soul. I don't know. It's nuclear, maybe. I don't know what kind of explosion it is, but it's going to go off in the human soul. It's the very Son of God interacting with the humanity, and we have never seen this before, except in, I mean, Enoch goes up 365 years, Elijah goes up in a chariot, leaves his cloak to Elisha. Jesus is transfigured. I have so much to give. I want to get into this morning, but I'm not going to, the seven heavens cosmology. I want to get into the heliocentric model. I want to move from, I want to move from how man had oriented himself in medieval times into a, a model of life that was centered around really themselves. And structuring thought, and I wanted to get into the Copernican revolution and how it went heliocentric, and then the cosmology went around the sun. And then I want to actually get into what we're about. They call it dentrocentric, it's around a tree, the tree of life, born in the human soul. A life that you can never be satisfied with. You can never be satisfied. With a model that surrounded yourself. 
You won't even be satisfied with the model that surrounded the sun, for the one who's coming is greater than that sun. The one whom I beheld last week was greater than the moon and the sun. There's a, there's a transfiguration coming. There's a glorification coming. The very Son of God, the very Son of, bless you, the very Son of God is being and coming on display into the human heart. Let's all stand. Uh, uh, What do I do, Carol? What do I do? What do I do with this information? What do I do with this? That's what the word, he, he wants you to hear this. How do I interact with this? Come like this, with your hands out, recognizing that you bring nothing and you have nothing. Come like this, come like this to him. That what you've known in the past and what you think you know is completely inferior. That doesn't make you somehow a person that lacks something or isn't anything. You're precious to the Lord. And he delights in you. But come like this to him in full dependence. He says, take that yoke off that you've been carrying. Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke. It's easy. And my burden is light. All the forms, all the forms that I may understand now and the images, images I may have, just recognize that they're, in, they're inferior. And, um, they're inferior to, uh, to you, Lord. And I want, I want a revelation of you. I don't want just an intellectual revelation or an emotional revelation. I want you. You're my greatest reward. And I want you to orient my life. I want you to order my life out of the cosmic, the moral and the rituals of my life. I want you to get the order of my life right. And I'm gonna keep going in. I'm gonna cross through the veils. Because a fire, a fire, a fire was meant to consume me. The living flame of love. I wanna be linked with the star. Not the stars, not the stars of this world, Lord, but the star, you, the morning star, the bright and morning star. 
I want an explosion of glory so that I can attribute back to you glory. I, I want glory so you receive the glory. I want all that you had to offer at the cross. And I don't want to shy back. I don't want to pull back. I don't want to pull back in fear. I just want to run. Listen, everything's trying, he tries to tell us if you, if you throw everything onto the Lord, he'll leave you high and dry. No, he will not. No, he will not. He'll satisfy your soul with the deepest satisfaction that you've ever known. He'll satisfy you with him. Breach again and breach again and breach again. Breach again. Breach the door again. I'm knocking at the door. Open up. Tender Holy Spirit. Living flame of love. Hound of heaven. Unlock. Unlock me. Unlock my interior castle. Unlock me with your golden key from eternity. Unlock my soul. Do it as many times as you have until all I see is you seeing me, seeing you. I mean, make a perpetual movement of this in my human soul. So it just flames and flames and leaps with flames. my house you're my domestic abode
took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he said, this is the blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you. Do this in remembrance of me. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen. Bless you today.